This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We've got a lot to get to here on your lunch break, and I know coming up here at 1220, we will have the Expressway. Mm. 35 uninterrupted minutes of sports entertainment content for your ear holes. We got a lot of things here in the noon that we've been discussing throughout the show, though, and we start this off with Luka Doncic had an exceptional night last night. While we're doing that, answer the question. 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com text line. What are the most fun words to say? Because we've had oh, a we've yeah. had a slew of words come in. I need to go back to those words. A uh, litany of words, if you will. That's a good one. That's uh, a good one. That, have, that have been rolling in throughout the day. So I always appreciate when people are texting in taking part in that. Maybe we'll get a poll up on the uh, on the Twitch and YouTubes uh, at some point. We'll get Carter to to do something as he's rolling out, you know, 30,000 subscribers. That's awesome. Go to 105.3 The Fan uh, and, and look up uh, look them up on YouTube if you want to be a subscriber to that. Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted is a fantastic word. And Lolly then somebody bagging. from the 972 said, I'm behind, but my funnest word to say is foible. Foible. Um, I, don't, uh. I don't know what that means, so I don't know if I should have said it on I air. remembered it at one point, and I don't remember anymore. It's, I'm pretty sure it's one of them words that Jerry likes throwing in. Fungible? Fungible is different. That is a word he loves to throw out All there. right, I got to do my Google. All right, go do your Googles, and we'll continue to keep those words updated throughout the day. 60-21-10 and 10 from Luka Doncic is something you don't see every day. It's just not like you don't get that all the time. True. Um, and there is there is the part of us that wants to take into the, man, that is special. But how many times can we say it's special without looking at the reality that he had to do that? He needed a recovery beer. He needed a recovery beer after the game. Man, Luka must be getting hammered a lot, man. What do you mean? It was just a recovery beer. It's one beer. Oh, okay. You replenish some carbs. Uh, that's all you're doing is just, but I, I would assume that, you know, dehydration does kick in after a game like that a little bit. And one sip of beer is probably going to get the, the mind moving just a little bit, but yeah, man, he, he needed to do that for the team. The, somebody texted in and said, man, I love, or it would have stunk if he'd have got 50 and then took an L. I'm he was, glad he was damn the, close. I'm glad the 60 was enough, but moves must be made before the deadline. And I think that's a reality. I mean, that's that's that stinks that we can only say this was awesome so much before we have to turn to, but is that all we have uh, with this team? Because you want to be excited about the potential in the playoffs, and he might be able to score 60 in a playoff game at some point. That would be amazing. But we have this other thing that's hanging over this team right now. Absolutely. No, I think you've laid it out pretty, pretty well there, Corey. It's just an instance where all of the excitement turns to this almost dread of, yeah, but it, it required so much effort to get there, right? The idea that he can do it is extraordinary because there's a lot of dudes who, you know, with the circumstances provided, you get nowhere near, right? But this is a dude who, with those situations, can then step up and really create magic 
um, and get things done. The problem is it should not come down to that every time. It's one of the things that I talked about with Kevin Gray on the Get Right, 7 to 11 p.m. Get it. Every evening on 105 through the fan. But one thing I talk about is just because he's capable of doing that does not mean he should have to. In fact, like with Luka Doncic, one of the things that I despise about this team is that nothing seems to come easy for him. Mm. Outside of like, obviously, you can see things that he does that he makes look easy. But he's working for all of that. It's one of the reasons why we get the quote of, I'm tired as hell and I need a recovery beers. Because it doesn't feel like you have anything that makes it easier on him in the run of play. And 22 free throw attempts last night. That means to, to get that, you have to do work to get 22 free throw attempts. Especially with the way the referees don't love him. Just kind of adding that to what you're talking about with it's not easy for him. 100%. 100%. So it just, it feels like he's required to expend so many, so much effort, even in games where it's like 25, 9 and 9, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's not a 60.21 rebound effort. Um, It also still looks like he just is required to do so much generation of looks and so much. Um, going into the paint and banging with big dudes. This is a team that started two really big dudes, the New York Knicks, with Mitch Robinson and Julius Randle. And this dude was going in there with the tall trees and giving up his body to get to the rim and get to the line and those things. It's just, it's almost akin to how I felt about Dirk towards the end where I'm like, dog, he's putting in so much effort. I just want some relief for him. And in Dirk's case, it was like, I'm ready for him to retire and be able to eat that cheesecake instead of avoiding it. And in Lucas' case, it's I'm ready for someone to be able to shoulder some of the load um, so that he does not have to carry carry this much. And so the value of these incredible efforts is magnified. You end up being in places where you get this effort and it buries the other team to the point where you can you can kind of coast to the end of the game. Yeah. Or you can you can be in some places where you know certain games aren't going to be so much of a slog. That that would make me feel a little bit better. You end up magnifying the effect of that effort by putting something with it. The somebody pointed out that they're just still frustrated that Dwight Powell gets the minutes. I mean, he had 31 last night. Fun but, stat. Luka Doncic having 21 rebounds in this game. How many rebounds do you think Mike's favorite player, Dwight Powell, had? I'm going to say zero. That is correct. Because, and somebody keeps texting it in, the ball hog of Luka Doncic. I don't I don't agree with that. He's He has a great read on where the ball is going to be. He's good. Like, when it comes to rebounding, he's really good at rebounding. He is the size for it. He's a big, strong body. Luka, that is. And then on top of it, he has the ball in his hands because he's the best dribbler on the team. He's the best guy to get other guys open. But on top of that, on top of that, the guys aren't, I mean, if guys aren't going to make shots, who do you want him to pass to? Christian Wood was three of nine from three. Tim Hardaway was three of 11 from three. Yeah, that's tough. Bertans was one of three. Dave Bullock, Burt. Bullock was one of seven. Kimba, 0 for one. Lucas said it the other day. You're going to get open shots, wide open shots. We have to make them. And if Luka can't trust that somebody's going to make them, he does what he did last night. Fine. I'll do it myself. Yeah, I'll go I'll go get all the points. I'll do everything for this team. It is it is a very difficult spot to be in. I do want to add, okay. Maybe Luka could or should have had 62. But Dwight Powell did get two points for what looked like an alley-oop and it could have just gone in on its own, but Dwight Powell got the points. Oh man. They're, like Mark Followell at one point, I do believe, was like, and I think that they gave that to Luca instead of Dwight Powell on that. But then they they fixed it and gave it to Dwight Powell in return. But yeah, man, Tim Hardaway, 
your second best player, Spencer. I've, or is it Christian Wood? I think it's Spencer Dinwiddie, especially with the way that... And this, this is tough because as we talk about the fact that Luka Doncic does not have the high level of help that you would want for him, I don't want to minimize the ways in which Spencer Dinwiddie has affected this team. Like, Spencer Dinwiddie has been a legitimately good three-point shooter this season. And that's not something that I had seen throughout his career. Um, and within this con- this context of this team, he's been really good shooting the three. He's also obviously, you know, been one of the other few other players that can go and get to the rim and kind of get their own shot. So Spencer Dinwiddie and the ways in which he's been able to shoot has been helpful. But the tough thing about it is, and I again, all due respect to Spencer Dinwiddie, but you would hope to have a better second option. And I know now we're getting into, we can get into the reasons why that has not been the case. Um, you know, some of the some of the contracts and some of the decisions that were made three, four, five seasons ago still affecting now and the ways in which you can't flip this over, you know, immediately. But I, I think that still does not affect or that sub still allows us to look at what they have right now and, uh, you know, want to comment on it. And it's tough when Spencer Dinwiddie is also tasked with being so much himself. Right. He is tasked with basically being your only other playmaker, your only other, you know, ball handler. And that is also tough on him as well. By the way, Mike did jump in on the conversation earlier of have you ever seen anything that special that like what Luca did? Michael Bassick? Michael Bassick texted me. What? He said Kobe against the Mavs in three quarters. I think he could have had a ninety or a hundred. Uh so that was that was the one that he remembers <laughs> the most there. Is like he's like, Yeah, it's three quarters. By the way. Chuck Cooperstein will be on with the G-Bag Nation today at 440. Oh, man. So let's add, go ahead and uh, make sure to keep an ear on that so you can hear even more superlatives for what L- Luca did last night. Superlatives is a good word. It is a good word. And uh, and on top of that, let's go ahead and add this, too. Tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, Andrew Whitworth hops on with Sean and RJ and Bobby. Whit uh, might be the best part of the Thursday night crew. He's good. Yeah. Um... Are you you're about to go Sherman because you've always loved Richard I Sherman? I do like Richard Sherman. There are times though, like when we interviewed Richard Sherman, I wanted more depth from his answers, and I was like, he can do it. He's the guy that can give me that. And it felt like he was more like, I are you challenging me to a man off right now? And I was like, no, that's not, I'm just trying to get stuff out of you. That might like, be like the football player. <laughs> he had to exercise sometimes. some of like the active football player as he got closer to doing media stuff. I'm not a huge Fitzpatrick fan, and I expected more out of Tony Gonzalez, but I think Whit- Whitworth does a really good job. So make sure you hear him tomorrow morning with Sean and RJ and Bobby. All right, what then will be our options for adding with Luca around February 6th? We only have we had just about a month. February 9th, just over a month to try and accomplish that. What is, I asked, I asked this a lot. I think yeah. style of play is very important. Mm-hmm. And people are like, nobody, some people will text in and say, nobody wants to play with the ball hog Luca. I wonder if Luca would be different if he had somebody that could handle, or if he would say, no, I'm still going to be the guy. You need to fit in with me. I think having somebody that can handle is something that you need. However, that person also needs to have the additional skill set of being able to play off ball. Because that, that was the tough thing. I remember when Luka Doncic was drafted, I was like, very quickly I realized, oh, he, you know, uh, Dennis Smith Jr.'s days in this place are numbered. Because that's a guy who needed the ball in his hands. He couldn't really play very well off ball, mm-hmm. at least at that moment. I think he has done some of some of uh, figuring that out, but he's he wasn't that at that point. So it made it very evident that that wasn't going to work because you wanted to have the ball in Luka's hands a majority of the time. 
having somebody who can play off ball but also can be on ball when you need it to, that is going to be something that is useful when you try and find another option, at least when it comes to a ball handling. Is Christian Wood capable of that? No. No? No. Because he, he can't handle... Yeah, Christian Wood is not a he's not a ball handler in that way. He can kind of create his own shot. He can get his own shot in some okay. ways, but he's not like a he's ball like a handler distribute. or a playmaker. Yeah, he's gotcha. not a distributor. But he can. But whenever he plays off ball, seem he and Lucas seem to have some chemistry together. Absolutely. Uh, and he had to start was, last night because of size for the Knicks and and your bigs are. They said depleted. Bullock, you're going to go to the bench tonight. Yeah, your bigs are depleted. I yeah. mean, you don't have Maxi Kleba's obviously out. JaVale McGee has fallen out of the rotation for the most part. And then also, Dorian Finney-Smith, who kind of starts at the four for you, mm-hmm. also was out. You know, you needed to play some guys. But, um, yeah, Christian Wood, the offense was never a problem for him. It's the it's defense still that people the defense. consider. And I I know he made that, you know, he got that tip block in the fourth quarter that was very useful. But there's still kind of the everyday play, sort of say, like the defensive, you know. Consistency. The mundanity, I guess, if that's the right word. I'm not sure. Like the, the every every possession defense that still needs to have. Do you think he's turned that corner that he needs to to help this team in that way? No, not there yet? No, not, not there defensively yet. But, I mean, he's out there. And I think more than anything, this is kind of why I was a little frustrated to kind of divert with Jason Kidd and not playing him is, I don't know that you're going to wait and see it in the practice and then put it into the game. I think in some ways he needs to be a guy that put him in the game and let him figure that out and almost sink or swim in those situations. The uh, From the 4-6-9, uh, oh, actually from the 9-7-9, perfect example is how Luca plays with Team Lithuania. Is it is it Slovenia? Uh, he's a team player when he trusts playing. his teammates. Yeah, I, uh, I did watch a lot of the Slovenia stuff, and... He's doing the same stuff that the guys are knocking down shots. And they're they're playing it seemed like it was lower scoring games, like eighty point games. Well, that's also FIBA basketball. Yeah. I believe that those are shorter. But he was you know, he was setting up guys for three pointers. He thinks the game here's a lot easier. He even said it recently again. He said it on the JJ Reddick podcast, and he's like he added that to his conversation just the other day is it's easier to score points in this league. We just gotta be able to make those shots. That's the whole key is and then Reggie, as Jason Kidd said last year around this time. If we're not making them, what do we hang our hat on? What can we do to keep ourselves alive yeah. in those moments? And their defense is, you know, their defense, I don't, I think, is still figuring itself out. Yeah. But the three, not having anything from Bullock, not having anything from Dorian some nights, that's tough. Yeah, absolutely. That I mean, you. there, there is no other besides Luca. It's, it's pretty singularly focused where it's either you're knocking down shots or Luca Doncic is doing everything. Let's go get Jalen Brunson. See if we can add that guy to this team. You think that would be a, there's an issue with that. What's that? Is that he just signed a big deal and he just left here. I don't think he's, why would he do that? He wanted a bigger role. Coming up next on the KNC masterpiece, Deron Bland belongs squarely in the middle of the defensive rookie of the year conversation. Let's talk about it. Some this or that next on the fan. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's on the left side of the offensive formation. Snap back, wants to throw, quickly out. Ball's caught. Watkins, wait, wait a minute. Did Bland intercept that? Bland is with the ball. Bland has stolen the ball from Quez Watkins, his fifth of the year. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan, that is Brad Sham, who I don't think is surprised by Deron Bland's play this year either because I remember talking with him at camp uh, and we were watching this kid do some things and we were like, all right, he's going to be a good player. And then now, like this, every opportunity he's gotten, he takes advantage of it. He's got what five interceptions at this point, one off of the uh, the lead. And man, this is a it's a it's nice to have him doing what he's doing, especially when you lose some of your not only your depth but your starters uh, in the in the season. And that's that's really tough. So for a guy to step in, a guy that I don't think anybody. Maybe Will McClay. Maybe somebody else in that in that uh, that scouting department was like, he'll be okay. Uh, was was ready to say it, but and uh, I'm I guess my question, looking at it, because it was uh, Trayvon Diggs that brought it up. Does he belong in the defensive rookie of the year conversation? A guy that didn't get his starts until late in the season, but the production is there. And I know the science lab, if you go to DallasCowboys.com, Patrick Walker put up some good work there. But that question was asked by Trayvon Diggs immediately. And here we are looking at the potential options. Should Deron Bland be in the conversation for defensive rookie of the year? 877-881-1053. Well, the easy answer is yes. Okay. Con- because it's, we're talking about the conversation. Should he be the late the lead? I don't, I don't know about that. Okay. But... The, the problem is this ends up being in part a um, in part an award that you have to be aware of. Like you have, there has to be an awareness of the players. So like high level players, like Aiden Hutchinson, who was drafted number one overall, was it number two? Who's number two? Um, and then you know guys like Tariq Woolen, who has stood out, and of course Sauce Gardner, who's had one. He's in the New York market, and then also he's just had a lot of visibility in the media. Those guys are going to get bigger placement. Uh, but I think he, when you consider that, I think those are the only three guys when it comes to defensive rookie of the year that you have up there. You can easily find a place for a fourth guy who absolutely has, like you mentioned, the production 
even if he hasn't had like the full season. I think that's the place where it gets tough because Aiden Hutchinson right out, you know, he hit the ground running really looking like a really good pass rusher. And also he's not bad uh, run stopping either. Uh, obviously, Sauce Gardner has had more responsibility. And that's one of the tough things is Sauce Gardner immediately was an outside corner who, you know, had to take up big assignments. And that's something that you're talking about that um, Deron Bland hasn't had to do. Even in this latest game, he played as the other cornerback to Trayvon Diggs. So I know that that will skew some people's perspectives. And, of course, Tariq Woolen just kind of. Tariq Woolen's been really good, man. You have, really good. You have, you know, the flashy plays. You have, uh, you know, weeks and weeks of him looking really good. So I, I, and six interceptions, of course, also helps, right? You have that particular number puts you in a good place. But when you talk about Deron Bland and he has those interceptions and he's playing well, I think he should be in that conversation. I just don't know how high up he ends up being cons- compared to those three guys in particular. Sauce, 15 starts, two picks. Yes. Bland, six starts, five picks. I mean, when it comes to efficiency, Reginald. Ooh, but it, I don't think it sounds efficient. like he's the most efficient cornerback in the league right now. When it comes to touch or interceptions, sure. Mm-hmm. And maybe we just need to find the you know All find right, this pressure find point. One. Maybe we need to find this pressure point and just push it. Three hundred and twenty-five I mean? yards allowed. <laughs> Sauce Gardner, three hundred and ninety-seven yards oh allowed. Oh my goodness! What? What? Are you serious? What did in, I just say in, out in loud? Fifteen games. Tariq Woolen, three hundred and eight yards allowed. So, Bland has given up more yards than both of those guys. Okay, let's not mention that part because, oof. All right, yeah, because if we're trying to make a push here. That's right. Um, yards after catch, how about that? Sauce Gardner, 4.3. Tariq Woolen, 5.9. Deron Bland, 2.2. There we go. We'll put that one on. that. Uh, Joey, are you writing this down? Go ahead and put that on the, uh, the ledger The ledger for the ones that we want to push. My new word. So By we, the way, what is your favorite word as we are in the expressway to say? Fun words. Fun words to say. Sauce Gardner. They don't have to be fun words because I did mention gulag and like the actual like idea of a Russian prison is not a good thing. But like it is fun to say gulag. Roll it off the tongue. Sauce Gardner. One touchdown allowed. Is that good? That's exceptional. Okay. Tariq Woolen. Three touchdowns allowed, mm. according to um, Patrick Walker's work. Deron Bland has given up three touchdowns as well. So in five, six starts. He's in. He's in the ballpark. Yeah. Um, are, are we agreeing with this text here from the truckwreck.com text line five four zero? He don't have a nickname like Sauce. Everybody knew Sauce coming out. You talked about that. Aiden Hutchinson. Everybody knows those guys coming into the season. They were expecting things immediately. Nobody knew Bland's name. But we need so do we need to create a fun nickname? Bland. That's not I don't think that's gonna I don't even think that's a fun word to say that rolls off the tongue. Bland. Yeah, no. Audaciousness. The audacious Duran Bland. I would just go with audacity. What what, what nickname would you give Duran Bland know. at this point? I don't know. Some the I Interceptor. That made me feel like Skeletor, and I don't mm-hmm. like. I don't All like right. the way that that felt. Understand, Skeletor um, was scary, man. I know that I've seen folks like uh like Meg Murray on Twitter point to the idea that you know you should call him Zesty because he's not he's nothing like he's nothing he's not bland at all. You know what I mean? But I'm no, like, I, get I don't it. know. It doesn't feel. I appreciate that. Okay, Meg. Very right. no, that, Meg's fantastic by the way. But that 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 idea wasn't. That's fine. I'm just look. I'm just trying Seems to start. Seems easy. The, it's a brainstorming. You know. I, I don't even. How did Sauce get his nickname? I don't know. Let me do some Googles. Thank you. Um, also, the completion percentage. Bland has given up 76% uh, completion percentage allowed. Woolen, 52. Sauce, 55. 
if you're going to be like at the top of that, you got to get that down just a little bit. The interceptions do help because they're game changers. Uh, they are definitely game changers. And then, you know, like how often is your team successful because of you? That's something that we'll have to see in the in the future there. But Sam Williams was listed on this for a period of time. Sam Williams was, uh, I mean, he's kind of been at the bottom of it, you know, most of the season. Yeah. But he's been listed uh, at plus 10,000 um, for ne- defensive rookie of the year. I don't know if he's done enough to, like, really supplant anybody else on this list. But I think it would be great for Bland to get his name in there and for people to start going, okay, hold on, what is this guy? Then he gets a little bit of the shine. And then on top, then he adds to the shine by going, and I'm going to keep doing it. Sure, it stinks yeah. whenever you've been talking about a guy and saying why isn't he getting the national pub he deserves, and then he finally gets it, and then all of a sudden he just flops and falls apart. I don't think that's going to happen with Bland because he has one of the best as his coach. Al Harris is fantastic, yeah, and he's fun to watch on the sideline. Absolutely, yeah. he's so excited for these guys because mm-hmm. he knows the feeling. Right, I shut this guy down. I did it to him. He knows the feeling of I went out there and do it, did it and I got the ball. I got the ball for coach just like he asked me to. Do you have was, any good nicknames coming in? Did you just do the replacement? Yeah, go give me the ball. How about you give the ball? It's one of my favorite movies. Um, mind you, Sauce Gardeners of himself, he said I would get like three sriracha sauces and dis- everything in it. I guess when he on like his burgers and fries, so they started calling him Sauce. Okay, um, all right, that helps out a little bit. Uh, let's see. From the eight one seven, they say they got it. Bland's nickname. Flavor Town. Flavor Town. Maybe you could even I like. That actually. I think we need to take the college Hold football on. approach where we try and build. We try and even build and push the agenda to where I think you can get Guy Fieri involved. You know what I mean? He's gonna have to like help out though. You know like, what I mean? He's like, gonna want yeah. some money for Flavor Town, I believe. All right, and Jerry Jones that got money. It's Jerry either, Jones got money. Put it behind. Let's get he, Deron Bland going with Flavor Town. He got the the taco uh, the taco bueno deal for uh, for Taco Charlton back in the day. I'm sure they can get a Flavor Town thing going on. December Bland. What's um? That's a that's a, I do like that in December. He's been pretty good. Um, Duran the Blender Bland. Huh. I don't know. From the eight one seven, Duran, give me that damn ball, Bland. It's, it's a little I wordy. Like that. A little wordy. I, I, I do like, like it. That. So you're gonna have to go with GTD DB. GTDB. It is incredible that's that his much. his initials are actually DB. The, you like defensive back, calling the bland saw. I think. Are you just attaching saw to anything? That's All not right. me. However, if you attach saw to anything, does it work? Oh, dude, didn't we do it with Max Saw? The 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 TC ah, yeah, quarterback, Max Saw Duggan. Max Saw Duggan. That's that one right. works. Like that's one of those that absolutely does work. Duran the Batman Bland. Okay, blanded coverage. I'm still there's y'all keep working on it. All right. Look, we started. We started well. We've we've given ourselves a nice foundation, and I think we just need to keep doing this. And we'll circle back. Yeah, we'll I want to. I wanted to ask this: Have y'all ever been a hero for anybody? Huh. Have you ever done something heroic? Because Tommy Armstrong, the former Nebraska quarterback, was in his hometown in Mississippi, and his mom Nadine rescued neighbors from a burning house oh in Gulfport, Mississippi, on Monday night. He said that he kind of he was sitting in the living room and he saw the neighbor's house burst into flames, and they ran over, and uh, the young girl punched windows inside, punched windows out to break free. Tommy threw bricks through the window, opened it up, crawled inside, helped people get out of the house as it was up in flames. And I've never I've never been around a major damage kind of situation like that sure. where I've just been nearby and been like, all right, 
I got to do it. A one time, uh, there was a guy driving down the middle of the, the road, and he swerves off into the grass, runs into a post, a light pole. Oh my I jumped out, went and like saw that he was just squirting blood out of his forehead, and I reached into his uh, into his glove compartment, grabbed some paper towels. I was like, there's got to be Wendy's paper towels in there. And it was Jack of the Box. But either way, <laughs> shoved them onto his forehead and just pressed down as hard as I could. To apply and pressure, said, Adrian, yeah. go go get the go call the ambulance right now. And they said he'd he'd be dead if you weren't here. And so I did <sighs> one moment. I've had one what time of hero. heroism. Uh, have you ever had the opportunity to do what Tommy Armstrong did and jump into a burning house and save somebody? I haven't. I've I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it though. Like really, because. This is this do you is. Have, the, do you have dreams like this? No. Oh, okay. But these are the things that I think about, which is like, I'm always wary of like folks who are like, I would do this and this in that situation because I have no idea. Like the, all the variables that will come into play when you're actually, you know, provided with that situation. And so, I'm I'm always like, I would like to think, and I think we would all like to think that in the instance of like a a, a fire, like a burning building or something, like you would run to the assistance of folks. But sometimes we gotta acknowledge that, like, there there's plenty of folks that would not do that naturally because they don't they they might not have an idea of what to do. Like, I'm not in. I'm not even speaking down to. That. I just recognizing that as much as we would like to think we'd be heroes. So in that instance, I'm like, I I've thought about it a lot. I'm like, would I would I actually be the person who would go and run and trying to help folks, or would there be some other thing that would stop me from doing? That? Yeah, from the uh, and and listen, man. I don't know what firemen would tell us. I, I feel like they would say, hey, don't do that. Yeah, if you're, a, if you're a fire person. Text in. That felt weird to say. What do you mean? Firefighter is the word. There it is. If you're if a firefighter. You, if you're a firefighter, let us know. What would, what should we do? Should we save lives? I mean, we're not we're not trained like you guys are, so I always am worried about that. Um, so, yeah, I'm always like interested in knowing, although he did show the bravery. Tommy Armstrong tweeted this after the uh, after it was all said and done. Hug your family extra tight and always tell them how much you appreciate them. Life is too precious. I think that does kind of put things into perspective for you whenever something like that happens, right? Absolutely. You're, you're sitting there and you're just like, man, I can't believe I did something like that. And I could have died. They could have died. Can you imagine that family waking up the next day? Uh, from the 972, police officers do amongst other things each and every day, even before firemen get there. Okay, I'm not going to get an argument about police officers and firefighters. I mean, they both do heroic things. Um, on November 7th, I tried pulling a woman out of a wrecked car, and she was stuck. Oh, oh my God. gosh. She did die. That's terrible. This is what the firefighter told her, but I was trying. I was trying to help her out, and hey, I appreciate you trying that. My family and I were in Baltimore. I grabbed the shoplifter as they were leaving and held on until they dropped the merchandise. Nice. Yeah, um, I have no idea if I would do that in that instance. Uh, you would just be like, well, I think... I think my working in retail has gotten me to a point where I like my natural reaction is, well, leave that alone. But I also don't hold some of the live or do you hold the liability? Right. Like because with the employers, like I guess, let's say Walmart, for instance, they tell them not to go and like grab the folks because there's the liability of that person suing you. Should they get hurt or whatever? Uh-huh. And I'm like, could they sue me individually if I did that? Yeah. From the uh, from I don't the, got nothing to be sued for. Let me tell you from the seven, uh, 817. Look at Mark Cuban. If he doesn't get Luca help, his team is going to be on fire. OK. Oh, but I can't, okay. ru- I can't run into the Mavs and save that uh, from the 817. I pulled the drunk guy out of a lake pool, uh, Lake Joe pool at sunset. He'd fallen out of a canoe and had no life jacket. I was the last boat on the lake. Oh, my 
goodness. Man, that is pretty fantastic. Uh, I'm glad to see some of these stories of people doing heroic things. Congratulations. And keep an eye out, you know? You know, keep an eye out and to, to help others out. As a, we're all in this thing together. All right, it is time now for this or that. Good luck, Reggie. What's happening, fellas? Hello, Reginald. There it is. I was like, are we gonna we're gonna have a little back and forth here, a little conversation. Um, this or that is a very simple game that started on the weekends on Saturdays with uh, the fan jam. I've heard of that. Yeah, with um, at that point Mike Dingus and Roy Roy White mm-hmm. and Jesse Holly, and this was the show that we did, or this was the game that we did, and I've taken it to obviously the get right, and now I'm bringing you here to the KNC masterpiece, and it's very simple. I will put forward a statement. Might be about sports, might not be. Some of the best ones aren't about sports. I dare you not to talk about sports. Trust me, I'll do that any day. Um, And you, Corey, you, Joey, and you, listener, um, you'll tell me whether you agree this or disagree that. Now, I don't need you to tell me how convoluted or stupid the concept is. I understand. I'm here, too. But just just rock with it. Just roll with it. You know what I mean? If you agree, say this. If you disagree, say that. That's how it works. And probably you should probably give me a reason why. You know, hold on. You just told me that all I have to do is answer. Yeah, but I mean, yes or no. I have to agree or disagree. Yeah, but then now you're have, you're you asking me to yourself. do more. Yeah, explain yourself. Good luck. <laughs> Am I, is this going to be pulling teeth? Is that what this is going to be? Speaking of pulling teeth, I hope that you guys utilize all y'all's benefits because year's about to turn over. At this point, it might be a little too late. We did. Last minute, went and got the kid braces. You got whole braces? Then I broke it too, so I actually needed that money. So. Hi, your face. I know. I have to wait till the turn of the year, <laughs> which I, isn't that far away. Um, all right. didn't open until then anyway. So. Really? My dentist is. I'm going to go. He's like, I'll be back next year. I'm going to go get a cleaning after this show. Look at you. Yeah. Got to utilize them benefits. Utilize them benefits. All right. Let's take this to the Twitter, as a lot of these come from Twitter at times or another. But I saw an interesting poll that was put up that, you know, asked for everybody else to settle an argument. A pizza with no toppings, and they asked, is it called plain or cheese? And I'm here to tell you that a pizza with no toppings is absolutely called a cheese pizza and not a plain pizza. Corey, this or that? Do I agree with you? No, because a pizza with no toppings is then just crust. You're not putting any sauce. No, there's cheese on it. Cheese is a topping. That's what I'm saying. Sauce is a topping. No. So if you say a pizza with no topping, then it's just the crust. Nobody's doing you. If you ask for a pizza with no toppings, they're not making you just the crust. <laughs> I've seen it happen before. Are you what? serious? Dude, you'd be surprised. What? These. Sometimes it happens. I'm always amazed at, um, like, when we go to Phoenix, there is, I just watched the Netflix series Chef's Table with uh, pizza. It's about pizza. There's a there's a restaurant in Phoenix that I'm. I told Mike, I was like, we're going here. Because uh, we went, we went to um, what's the hot dog place in in L.A. that we went to? Oh, uh, Pink's. What is it? Pink's. Yeah, we went there, and so I told Mike, I was like, "We're going here too." So, and I see that these guys, they'll just throw cheese on there, and it's like they have some crazy name for it. So, I will say that it's just a it's cheese pizza in my mind. It's not plain, but it's just, it's a it's a it is a cheese pizza. Yeah. I concur, definitely a cheese pizza. I, I feel like pizza. when people ask, like, yeah, just I'll do it plain. They're asking for cheese pizza. Yeah, so you're saying it's they, a plain pizza. Oh, so you're saying it's a plain pizza? Then. No, I think it's a cheese pizza. Okay, but what? What the, if? If I feel like when people ask, they already assume it's a cheese pizza, but they just say plain. 
So he thinks. See, now we got into the <laughs> circle. <laughs> I don't. I would never think to say plain pizza. When I, you say a plain burger, what are you expecting? I would never ask for a plain burger. I know you would. All right, you're Kevin. All right, you're asking oh, for a plain burger. No meat and, so. meat and bun. <laughs> meat meat and bun. Yep. Yeah, I think that would. But yeah, I think and that's, that's a what plain I burger. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a would be. There's no toppings at all, except for um, the top of the bun. But what's, yeah, what's the worst thing that could happen if you ask for a plain pizza? Because Dogberry ninety nine on the Twitch chat said plain, plain pizza is too ambiguous. What is the is the worst idea that they would crust. just give you crust? You would get crust and you would look at it and go, just fried bread. Why fried dough? Yeah, why would you even give this to me? Who wants this? Who wants something with no cheese on it? You're ordering pizza because you know that cheese has a, a a chemical in it that makes you happy. Like that is a is, that is, is a that proven fact. For real, there is a chemical in, in cheese that makes you happy. That's why like they have happy cheese. Uh, what queso <laughs> feliz is called happy cheese. Huh, okay, and uh, I'm learning. Today. And so there is a there is a chemical in cheese that makes you happy. That's why people will eat it. Uh, not all people do eat it though. So some people can't. But yeah, I would I would be very upset. They're very intolerant of yep. lactose. I need some cheese on my pizza at least, and then some sort of meat. You need pepperoni or sausage or. Canadian oh, so are you bacon. are you anti veggies on pizza? I love vegetables on pizza. Okay, uh, pe- bell peppers. You just saw me eat those sweet peppers that I just had. That was interesting. To bell see. peppers, throw onion on there. I guess I'm not a black olive fan, but I'm not going to throw them away. Yeah, hey, put anchovies on there, man. I'm fine with that. Pizza's great. Put pineapple and Canadian bacon on it. I'm great. From the four six nine, I always order my pizzas boneless. I've never got bones on a pizza before, but it would suck if I did. Boneless. Thank you for that. That was very. That's you know okay. what? That's interesting. That is one of those situations where you did something once, like maybe you asked, "Hey, boneless pizza." You didn't get bones in it. Now you're like, "Well, if I don't ask, maybe one day it'll get bones is on that it." A jinx? Is I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. That's just now they're superstitious or just stitious. Just a little stitious. Yeah. Um. Okay. They uh from the nine seven two in Napoli, the birthplace of pizza. They serve pizza with tomato sauce only. That would be the closest thing to a plain pizza. Mm-hmm. That's I believe that is a tomato pie, is what we call it here in the in the America land. The I'm tomato learning, pie. I'm learning so much from a very stupid question. That watch I posed. go watch Netflix Chef's Table pizza version. It's pretty good, man. There's some good lessons in there. All right. Okay. Um, and within that you were talking I was talking about like what's the worst thing that could happen if you order a plain pizza. That reminded me of Something I saw on Twitter where somebody basically went to the McDonald's app and they ordered a burger with no toppings, no meat, and no bun to see what they would do. And they ordered on this delivery app. And you know what they brought him? A bag with a folded wrapper. Why would you even order that? How much did they pay for that crap? Science. $9. Science. And with, the, I think, like a $5 tip. Science, my butt. But we learned. We learned that it is possible to order a nothing burger. Enjoy that. All right, let's talk a little bit of sports. What sport, you ask? Bowling. Are you familiar with Pete Weber? Have you heard of this gentleman oh. before? Who do you oh. think you are? I am. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I was in a bowling league once. What? Really? <laughs> yeah, I was. Like, how serious was the bowling league? It was, I mean, like, it was, I think I can't remember how old I was. I was probably, like, 12 or 13, and there was, like, very serious bowlers in this league. Me and my buddy were not, but we had a lot of fun. That's good. That's the most important part. <laughs> what was the question again? I haven't gotten to the question. Oh, okay. This is all set up. It's gotcha. elaborate setup. If you can't tell, that's part of the segment. Um, I just talked. 
I just talk and ramble for some time. Um, it's a great great way for me to get some of it out, you know. I hear you. Uh, but no, Pete Weber has that particular quote mm-hmm. from when he he just you know knocked down a whole bunch of pins, just a fantastic bowl on his you know on his part, and he goes, "Who do you think I are? Who do you think you are? I am." To no one in particular, just out loud. I recently saw a video of Pete Weber saying, you know, I you know basically that he thanked everybody for watching, whether they loved him or hated him. You you watched, and that's all you can do. And those are two of the hardest quotes, the dopest (laughs) quotes that I've ever heard. And I'm here to tell you that Pete Weber, per exposure, has like the hardest quotes in sports. Joey. Yes. This or that. I'm doing this because I respect Pete Weber. And I know which which video you're referring to. And that video goes hard. So So I'm all for Pete Weber and bowling in general like, so yeah I've, I've never watched a Delicious. full instance of pete weber competing and i know two quotes of his that i would consider inscribing on my like tombstone <laughs> which one is the your favorite who do you think you are i am? No, it's the new one that i just the well not one? new it's <laughs> not new but I, look man i appreciate you whether you hated me or loved me you watch and that's all you can do like that's incredible to me <laughs> i'll go with this I mean, like right now, what's the one of the biggest? I am him is the biggest quote that's going around in sports. Is right that a now. quote? Or, is, or the biggest? He is him. That's yeah. It's happening everywhere right now. Didn't Demarcus Lawrence? He was on with uh, with G Bag. I know he was on yesterday, but he was on with G Bag, and Zach Wolchuk asked the question: Is this team taking on? Is it the personality of Micah? And he said, Everybody on this team is him. So that's the that's wait. They got a whole team of him. Yeah, they got a whole team of him. Everybody's him and neutron. And huh? so that is essentially what Pete, Pete Weber's quote is, right? Is who do you think you are? I am. Oh, so he did I it before everybody. Him. So Ooh, I guess he he created him. That's incredible. You want to know what like one of my favorite quotes of all time is? Because there's a couple of quotes. You have two quotes that I love. Yes. Two quotes that I just think are exceptional quotes in the history of the world. Oh, no. I think I lost them. And you lost both of them. That's right. And I I think you texted one of them to me once. Do you remember them? One of them was, oh, no, I can't remember them. But you know what? I think I texted it to you, so I'm sure I could find it, right? Like, that's how that works. We'll wait. Oh, is that what we're doing? We're just going to wait for me to... While you're doing that, Reggie, I did see this from SI.com. Terrell Owens is eyeing a potential comeback at the age of 49 years old. To do what? To play footballs. To catch touchdowns. And has set his ambitions on playing for Dallas for the second time. Oh, are you creating a this or that? Daniel, uh, Gregory D.L. Daniel Esquire, uh, Houston, his uh, Owens, uh, T.O.'s Houston-based agent, said this. We've been in constant communication with Jerry Jones's office over the last few days about the possibility of him returning to the Cowboys. Terrell is ready to contribute and play any role, big or small. He's in outstanding shape. He looks no different than he did years ago. I watched him running routes full speed with Deshaun, and he looked great. He didn't drop a pass. He most recently ran a four and a half 40 yard dash, which is his warm up. He's a legend. Wait, we want to make history. Yeah, he's still running four five. If anybody can do it, it's him. His three D's are desire, dedication, and discipline. He embodies that every day, even running hills at three a.m. on Christmas Christmas morning. He wants to win. I want to win. How is he still running a four five? 
Because I don't know, fast people are fast. All right, this or that. You would sign. You would sign t- Terrell Owens. No, that that absolutely not. All right, fantastic. Forty nine. <laughs> he runs a four five. Allegedly. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Hands this is on. agent saying I saw him run a four five. All right, Corey, you alerted me to something earlier today, that I found amazing, which was. Extra long Pringles cans. Oh my gosh. Mm. And like the idea of how long are we talking here? Like, what is it? Two feet? It looks like it was three Pringles cans t- uh, connected. All right. So that's, that's about, yeah, about how big feet. of a can we're talking about here. And I'm here to tell you extra long Pringles cans are actually worse and not better. Corey, this is insane. You have more, you have more Pringles. Like, the worst thing in the world is the short Pringle can that's about the, the size of this cup. Everybody that's watching Twitch or YouTube right now, 30,000 subscribers. Just an average paper Not cup. Not a big deal. It's an average paper cup. But you've you've seen the the Pringles that come in this mm-hmm. right at the store, and you get it, and then you take a bite, and then they're gone, and you're mm-hmm. like, what happened? And then you get the regular Pringles can. Maybe it's too much. But the two-foot Pringles can? Come on. That's awesome. What was your – that's That would be a this. This? Yeah. I'm this. And oh no, that would be that. I'm going that because that. I do not want to maneuver my hand. That would be this. In a th- than this, I don't want to maneuver my hand down a two. It's very simple. Foot Pringles cup. That's what I'm saying. You, like, you're not getting like, out all the chips. I'm going to be elbow deep. You don't trying to get Pringles. Y'all can. Put and your honestly, hand Pringles in. are not satisfying enough for me to do that. Why wow. is going after the Pringles? You <laughs> sour sour cream and onion Pringles. Why would you do that? Sour cream and onion Pringles are amazing. The pizza so, yeah. ones are kind of trash. Yeah, but I mean, why are you getting Pringles thinking that you're know. eating pizza? My kids, they I was like, just get pizza. Yeah. Um look, man, Pringles, if you try and get Pringles, you just dump it out. You, you don't have to put your hand in yeah, there. Yeah, but you, you you dump out Pringles, you can't like put them back in there. They never get back to that place where they're all stacked nicely and then what's the point? It's like eating a bag. Of, yeah, you you got a point. They might as well just be in a bag. That's what I'm that saying. Point. I guess you're right. That's but you true. just you just tilt it a little bit and they slide right out. Like you don't even they're going to slide out. It's going to be fine. No, Maybe one or back. two at the top are going to be all this. Hold on. You're telling me that the organization of the Pringles is going to throw you off from yes. eating two feet of ping- Pringles? Yeah, yeah I absolutely. Like, I like the way they stack. Because if, if, if they don't remain stacked up, <laughs> mm-hmm. they crumble. And then you have Pringle dust. And then it's ruined. Or Pringle shards. Your whole day's ruined. The experience of eating Pringles is ruined. But you don't even like the experience of eating Pringles that much. Exactly. <laughs> from the uh, from the 214, cut the Pringles can I'm down. not breaking out a miter saw <laughs> to get through a Pringles can. Are you out of your mind? Get the Sawzall out. And just, nobody can get that accuracy with a Sawzall. I don't even know what that is. It's Sawzall. Sure. You know what? It saws everything. I Look, I agree. It literally, I think it's Milwaukee that branded it Sawzall. The, the, oh, the Milwaukee brand. The Milwaukee brand. I was like, I what, think is the, the Saws, what does the city of Milwaukee have to do with anything Saws right now? All, I think, is the brand by Milwaukee. Because everybody else calls it the reciprocating saw. Huh. But yeah, it's Saws All. All right. Are you f- familiar with uh, Shakira, gentlemen? Yes, her hips don't lie. That is correct. Are you familiar with Gerard Piquet? I'm is he a soccer no. player? He is a soccer okay. player. Her, yeah. yeah, did he play for France? Uh, Piquet isn't. No, he's not French. I believe Spanish. Okay. Anyways. He is Spanish, confirmed. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, play for Barcelona. Um, but yes, those two were married. Notice I say were, or maybe not. Maybe they are oh, still no, married. However, Gerard Piquet um, was cheating on Shakira. Why? Right? 
That's I don't know why. I can't tell you why. Who's however, this guy? however, you want to know how Shakira found out that Gerard P.K. was cheating on her? Apparently, Shakira found out that Gerard P.K. was cheating on her because every time she went on a trip, the marmalade that P.K. hated but that she loved was being used up. So I'm here to tell you that Gerard P.K., there is not a single stupider way to lose your rich and gorgeous wife than her finding out that you cheated via jam. <laughs> Joey, <laughs> this or that. <laughs> I I can't argue with you on that one at, at all. Name, me, jam, name me a dumber like, way. Over food. Food that you don't like. Buy her her own can of jam. That's what if I'm you're saying. Gonna do it right? <laughs> not, not that I condone cheating in it. Anyway. Okay, yes. Well, can't see Masterpiece but, is not a show yes. that condones cheating. Okay, you know what? Corey is half of, half of the name of the show, so he gets a little bit more of a say than I do. Because I've been watching a lot of Emily in Paris, and they have very open relationships. Emily and Perry. Uh, this is interesting because <laughs> somebody said this is too deep for radio, by the Is way. it? It is. I love it, though. Okay. The <sighs> I'm going to say this. Thank you. No, hold on. That. What? Yeah. I'm going to go with. What's the dumber way? Dumber way is you let her use the makeup that she has in her own house. Okay. Like she's looking at her lipstick going, hey, why is my lip? Are you, are you dressing up while I'm gone? And you're like, oh, like the only thing you can say at that point is yes. Right. Yep. This is my thing. I like to dress up sometimes while you're away because otherwise she's going to find out you're cheating (laughs) or having her undergarments in your bed that's yeah. pretty stupid yeah. check your bed idiot yeah that would but be. by with the marmalade yeah or the jam yeah man you got got by marmalade dude why are you letting her eat the marmalade that's you shouldn't let her do that don't let your your cheating girlfriend your side piece have any stuff from your house you don't get to eat here no you go we'll eat As a somewhere protocol. else you bring your own food yeah i will B-Y-O-F. i will uber eat some food to your place to here and then you take it you take the uber back home how about never cheat at your house yeah cheat at her house yeah there you go yeah you go to her house to do that and not, that's how we do this or that i guess upward inflection i think we did it man coming up next isaiah Stanbeck in the c block next in the fan we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.